Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refills. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. What do we have in store for you on this edition of Harp on Sports? A little LIV love as the PGA Tour and the LIV syndicate clash at the U.S. Open. This is one of the better things that's happened to golf in decades since Tiger Woods came on the prowl. It is. And the best thing for golf is maybe one or two of these guys in contention, maybe even one of these guys winning it. So we're going to look at that. Also, a little portal practicality as the NCAA has a couple of ideas on how to kind of rein this in here a little bit. Uh, It's been chaos. People leaving whenever they want to leave. It went from a tight close-knit group when it comes to restrictions to chaos. People leave when they want to leave. They leave in the middle of the year when they're upset. The NCAA trying to curb this a little bit. The coaches making suggestions. It does need a little bit of guidance. And it looks like they nailed this. So we're going to look at this as well. Also, a little curry. A little spicy curry, if you will. Stephen Curry, uh, Golden State, fourth title. They enter dynasty mode. Are they there quite yet? I don't know if we're there quite yet with them. Uh, The bar seems to be five titles, at least in the NBA it does. So I think we're one away. And then the debates and discussion can begin. But this one is a little bit different than the others. So we're going to look at that as well. Remember, Harp on Sports, the bar. You can check us out. Twitter, Instagram, at Harp on Sports. The auditory route, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast. Also... Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and of course, HarpOnSports.com. Our latest article up on HarpOnSports.com. Phase two, Major League Baseball master plan. We put together a fantastic expansion plan for Major League Baseball. It's time for Major League Baseball to take a gigantic leap. And with participation down amongst African Americans, all-time lows, there's a way to get this moving now. Don't wait now. And baseball needs to start putting itself into pockets where it can succeed. So you can check that out. Harponsports.com under baseball's big chance, baseball's big break, uh, in the article section, smack dab in the middle of the page. All right. going to start off with this first, uh, a little L I V love. I-, I love drama and sports. That's why I watch and certain sports. The game itself doesn't tend to enough drama. Golf is a four-hour, four-day, essentially, grind, 16 days out of the year. I'm talking about the majors, right? The 16 days of the year that matter in this sport for the average fan. Hardcore fan, they got you hooked. Don't need you. The average fan needs drama, especially eight days of drama, Saturday and Sunday, when it comes to the Masters, PGA Championship, U.S. Open, and the Open. And then the Ryder Cup in the fall, but that gets dwarfed because it's every other year and it falls during football season. It's still interesting, don't get me wrong, those three days. But for the most part, 16 days a year matter when it comes to this sport. So, enter the chat, the LIV syndicate, where you have American golfers and just golfers in general taking part in this Saudi Arabian-funded league and... You know, there's animosity now. Roy McIlroy's upset, took a shot at Greg Norman after his win last week. Was at the Scottish Open, or at least, excuse me, the Canadian Open. Uh, Scottish Open is before, you know, the Open Championship, right? There we go, Seth. Chronological order now. Things have changed a bit. So, 
I look at this and, you know, you have this the backing of Saudi money, big money, paying the likes of Dustin Johnson, paying the likes of, you know, Bryson DeChambeau, paying the likes of these guys, big bucks to, to play in these tournaments. And, you know, Charles Schwartzel, right? He just won over in England and you get a $4 million pay. That'll never fault anybody for taking money or making more money. And, you know, people point to the corruption involved with everything here. It's like, oh, it's Saudi government, it's bad news, bad news. I bet you right now if the Saudi government started pumping out an extra five, you know, 10 million barrels of oil a day to lower your gas prices for a buck, I bet you wouldn't complain about that, would you? No. To each his own, right? How many people are upset about this? I can't believe this Saudi Arabian back. Oh, my gosh, these golfers are terrible. I can't believe they're doing it. Is you go to town on your smartphone, which was built by underage labor in China. So hypocrisy knows all shapes and forms, right? So I never fault anybody. If you're going to offer me $100 million or $20 million for a couple of weekends worth of work, you'd be a fool not to do it. That's generational money that sets up your grandkids' kids. So I think it's great. I also understand the chip on the shoulder from other golfers that don't do it that are angry at the ones that do do it. I get it. PGA tour. It's where you've earned your notoriety. It's where you've earned your wealth. It's where you've earned your stature. And now you're upset about it. All of that being said, the fact that these two factions add to drama off the course and now on the course is great. Storylines sell. What makes a great movie? What makes a great book, a novel, a TV show? There's a storyline. There's an arc to it. Game of Thrones, a gigantic storyline, a gigantic arc. Star Wars, the original three. Great storyline, great arc. Certain shows don't have that. Seinfeld didn't have it. But it was okay because there's individual comedic characters had their own quirks. Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm. We know he just loves chaos. So that's the theme of that show. But with golf, you know, Tiger Woods carrying the tour, it needs something. It needs a spark. It's got a spark now. It does. And I, I wrote down some names here. You know, if you could somehow, getting into the weekend, and look, right now, you know, Rory's a couple under. Spieth is hovering right around the even mark. So is, you know, Dustin Johnson a little over, DeChambeau a little over. If there was somehow heading into the weekend, you could get yourself – Two guys that are participating in the LIV syndicate and a couple of guys that are still part of the PGA Tour. It would be fantastic to have this collision course set itself up. It'd be fantastic. Now, are you going to get there? Don't know. But I do know this. The structure of that would be to add any layer of drama is just great. No matter what that layer of drama is. It's almost like a requirement for this sport. There's certain sports that you don't really need the drama and you can get away with it. Look, college football, you don't need two teams that hate each other playing for the national championship. You really don't. But, you know, when it's two blue bloods, it makes a difference, right? I mean, Alabama and Clemson, that made a little bit of a difference, right? Didn't like each other at the end. Now, Alabama and Georgia makes a little bit of difference. You get Ohio State involved with anybody, Notre Dame involved with anybody in this, it makes a difference. Now, golf, you add extra layers. Now, if you have Rory and Jordan Spieth or Dustin Johnson and Rory duking it out, that, you know, going into the weekend, that's great. But the added layer of this tour versus our tour now just makes things more interesting. And the one thing golf isn't, for the most part, is interesting. 
But now you have factions. It's almost like when I was a kid, are you wearing Air Jordans or are you wearing Reebok pumps? Jordan or Shaq? That's the way it was. You have to pick a side. What are you? Are you Luke Skywalker or are you Han Solo? You got to pick a side. What are you? Even when you're a kid and you play, you do this. Cowboys and Indians. Politically incorrect now, right? But you did that as a kid. You picked the side. You did. So, again, the, the LIV, to have one of those guys in the final pairing or one of those guys win it, and truth be told, the best thing for golf is one of these guys win. The best thing for golf with what's going on this weekend would be Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson duking it out on Sunday. Phil Mickelson winning it would have been the best, but Phil missed the cut and just collapsed. But Phil didn't win it, so the next best thing, Dustin Johnson, he's got the biggest, I want to say, lightning rod because of how much money he's making. If he can go over there and make that money and come back and win, then it adds a whole different level of drama, and drama works. So there we go on the LIV front, U.S. Open. And look, the U.S. Open is in and of itself a monster. You add this drama to it, it makes it even that much better. From that to this, uh, the NBA Finals over. Golden State Warriors champs for the fourth time in eight years. And, you know, Steph Curry finally wins his first NBA Finals MVP. He joins a pretty rare group. I've got six names now that he is a part of. He joins this group. And... At 34, he's got some time to add a couple of more ribbons on the wall when it comes to what he's accomplished. But the Warriors, you know, we start talking dynasty. That's four championships uh, in eight years. Are you there yet? Are we there yet? I, I don't know. I, probably. But, you know, you look at what the Spurs did. The Spurs won, what, five over 15 years? So four over eight. Five over 15. Eight. <laughs> See where we're going? That that next step at, at the end of their career, if they can get to five, then those comparisons begin. The Lakers and Kobe, right? He won five championships from what? 99, 2000, all the way to 2011. So over the course of 13 years, Kobe accumulated his championships as well. LeBron sits at four. So I went through and looked at the numbers on this. It's NBA Finals championships, NBA titles, regular season MB, MVPs, Finals MVPs. Those are the three categories. It's almost like batting average, home run, RBI. Wins, losses, ERA. NBA final wins. Regular season MVPs. NBA final MVPs. And just to give you a number, Michael Jordan's number is 665. 665. And that, even though Bill Russell won double-digit championships, 665 is the gold standard. After his title this year, Steph Curry now sits it. Four, two, and one. So Steph's four, two, and one now. Jordan's six, six, five. Steph's four, two, and one. And oh, he's not Jordan. Nobody said he was, but he enters the chat with his fourth title. Other people that have four, LeBron is four, four, and three. Four championships, four regular season MVPs, three finals MVPs. Or four finals MVPs. He's four, four, three. He's won four regular season, four NBA finals, three regular season MVPs. So, 434 for Michael or for, for LeBron. So again, when you've got six titles like Jordan and six NBA finals, MVP and five regular season MVPs, it, it is LeBron going to catch him. No, but he's the only one that's got a chance. He's the only one that's got a chance. I think LeBron has a better chance of catching Michael 
in terms of NBA Finals MVPs and Finals than he does regular season MVPs. I, I don't see LeBron winning two more regular season MVPs. The league's too strong, top to bottom. Just is. When you got Giannis and you got so many Embiid, you have so many other guys out there now. Joking, it, it's too tough. But I, I went through and looked. Magic Johnson was five three and three, five championships, three regular season MVPs, three Finals MVPs. Um, Larry Bird was three three and two. Shaq was four one and three. Shaq only won one regular season MVP, four trip, trips to the championship, uh, won three MVPs, three in a row with the Lakers. Uh, the one he won a championship that he didn't win the MVP was Dwayne Wade. Uh, I mentioned Co- Kobe 5-2-1. Kobe, it's amazing that Kobe Bryant only won one regular season MVP, but Kobe Bryant, five championships, two finals MVPs, because Shaq won the other three, and one regular season. So, and Tim Duncan, 5-3-2. and two. So, uh, again, if Curry, and just give you an example, let's say the Warriors would win again, Curry would be sitting there at 5-2-2, two, and two, where Duncan's 5-3-2. and two. Kobe's five, two, and one. See, see what another win would do for Steph. Another win would put Steph past Kobe in terms of his career arc in success with hardware. I mean, is LeBron's four, four, and three more impressive than five, two, and two? I there's where your debates begin. But you know, Michael's still the gold standard. Again, regular season. Again, finals, MVPs, regular season MVPs, and titles. Jordan 6-6-5, six, six, still the gold standard. Steph Curry now 4-2-1 and because he finally has an NBA Finals MVP. So championships, at least in the last 30 years, Jordan 6, Duncan 5, Kobe 5, LeBron 4, Shaq 4, now Steph Curry with 4. So we'll see what that next level is. And going into next year, the Warriors are probably going to be the favorites in the West again. The East, depending on how it works, I mean, Brooklyn will be back. It's going to be tough for Boston to get back there. But the window starts to close on guys like LeBron. Running out of years. LeBron's got what? Maybe. I'm, I'm being <laughs> I'm being really, really, really lenient here at going on the back end. LeBron's got what? Three years left? And I'm stretching it at three. So... Starts to close on him. And Steph's 34. Steph's probably got four years left. He can still be that sharpshooter coming off, you know, will be starting, but he can still be that guy late in his career where he's a sharpshooter, doesn't play as many minutes, but to win an MVP gets a little bit tougher at that point. Can still accumulate rings, but to have the impact. Jordan still have the impact. Kobe still had the impact when they were winning theirs late. Duncan, not so much. Kawhi Leonard had the impact. More of an impact. So, again... There you go. But Steph has entered the chat as Curry's curtain call. Not quite yet. One to wrap with this, the transfer portal, college sports. This has been chaotic. It went from you have a curfew. You have to do it this way that you don't have a curfew. And then, well, you really shouldn't be coming. You should be coming home before too, but I don't have a curfew. Yeah, but you should be coming home before too. It's good luck. Good luck pulling that one off. And that's where we are with college sports, right? If you transferred, you had to sit out a year. If you transferred within the conference at one point, you had to sit out two years. Enough lawsuits were filed. The Supreme Court came out and ruled in favor of the players. 
where they own their own likeness, they can transfer. And the NCAA looked around and said, we're not getting sued for this. All right, do whatever you want. And now coaches and athletic departments are like, well, rate them in, NCAA. It's like, no, no, no. We're your governing body. You throw a fit about every single thing that we do. See, I defend the NCAA uh, more so than almost anybody else. Are they perfect? No, but at least there's some authority figure. At least they provide protection. It's like the same people get mad at police officers. Did somebody rob you? Who are you going to call? Huh? Landscape company? So the way I look at the NCAA, everybody likes to complain until something goes wrong, then they want their help. So looking at it from the NCAA's perspective, the NCAA says, well, what do you want us to do? And the coaches and the coaches association have come up with a plan, and it's a good one. To rein this in a little bit, it's to create two transfer portal windows a year. So you don't have guys leaving in the middle of the season. You don't have guys leaving, you know, when they're upset in January because of a recruit coming in, they, they have to make up their decision two times out of the year. And that's fine. You give them, they're going to give them close to six weeks to make up their mind if they want to be a part of the program or not. The first window is right when the season ends to almost bowl time. So end of November, mid to late December. That's fair. Season ends. You don't like it here. You want to go play somewhere else? Go. The second window is right after spring ball. Now, this is for football, mind you, right? And spring ball ends in the middle of April, so it's like, okay, you got April to May. By May 1st, you need to make up your mind because you can't be hanging around here all the summer and then want to transfer. Like, if you get to, like, June 8th and you go, I don't want to be here anymore, all right, fine. And then five weeks later, you can leave, you know, Florida and go play at Miami in the span of six weeks. So they got to they gotta rein this in a little bit. And this is what happens. What, what happens is, you know, that whole saying, this is why we can't have nice things. That's what happens here. The shackles were on. The doors were shut. They opened them up and everybody acted like a free-for-all. It's like the sheltered kid that goes to college and loses their mind. Well, that's what happened here. These universities just went crazy. Players went crazy. So now they're going to try to rein it in. Eh, look, that's fine with me. You get a whole month after the, their season and then April to May. Look, that's when the spring season ends. Maybe there's a new coach, and that's how you help the players. If a coach, if you're going to give it, if you're a coach and, or a player and you want to give a coach a chance, let's say you commit to a school, the coach leaves, gets fired, whatever, new coach comes in, you're like, okay, I'm going to stay here and practice through the spring. And maybe at the end of the spring, you look around and go, I really don't like the direction of this program. I don't like the offense. I want to leave. Fine. There you go. Baseball, you know, basketball, it needs to be a little bit different because the season's a little bit different, right? So what do you do with basketball? I, I think the same rule kind of applies, right? Right when the regular season ends, right when the NCAA tournament ends after March, you got that month of April, then you make up your mind. Now, you don't have the end of the season at the end of spring ball because college basketball, there's no spring season. There's not really a spring season in baseball or a fall season. There kind of is, but not really, just scrimmage games. So that window is fine. All their sports, I think you need a three-week window after the regular season. And like what, four or five Florida Gator baseball players have transferred because of this. But at least you put a window on it. You got a time. Now, what happens if you want to leave outside of that window? Well, then there's where the rub comes in. Let's say you're in the middle of a season. You just can't stand it. And you want to leave the school. Okay, well, then it's a year. It's fair. I want to leave whenever I want. No, no, no. We got some rules and regulations. I want to leave whenever I want. That's like, I want to drive as fast as I want. Well, you can go up to 70, depending on where you are. You can go up to 35 where you are. You can't drive 70 miles an hour in town because the interstate, the speed limit is 70 miles an hour. Depends on where you are, how fast you can go. I think it's a good compromise.
Oh, by the way, happy National Mascot Day. We're recording this. It is National Mascot Day. The best mascot in all of the land. The Western Michigan University's Buster Bronco. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.